Hello and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Cantor and I am the editor-in-chief of Fine Biometrics, which is reporting live from the Future Travel Experience Conference in Las Vegas. Eric Weiss, our multimedia editor, is on the show floor speaking to the biometrics and identity leaders. And in this special episode of ID Talk recorded at FTE, he interviews Jeff Lennon, Vice President of Strategic Sales and Global Partnerships at VisionBox. The conversation begins with a rundown of the company's touchless passenger processing technology before delving into how the COVID-19 pandemic affected the travel industry, how VisionBox is driving digital transformation, and the adoption of vaccine credentials for travel in a privacy-forward manner. It concludes on the importance of interoperability and education when it comes to biometrics and travel, and with a prediction for 2022. It's another fascinating conversation around one of the most crucial applications of biometrics. So without further ado, here's Fine Biometrics' Eric Weiss in conversation with VisionBox's Jeff Lennon, directly from FTE in Las Vegas. So I'm here once again at FTE Global. I'm here with Jeff Lennon, who is the Vice President of uh, strategic sales and global partnerships for VisionBox. And so, first of all, uh, thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here, Eric. Thanks for having me. And uh, could you start out by telling us a little bit about what VisionBox does and what it is that you're showing here in Las Vegas? Sure. So VisionBox is a Portuguese multinational. We're on the market uh, since 2001. We have been pioneering the automated border control uh, market since 2006 introducing facial recognition at the border to verify identities and to automate the process. And since uh, 2015, we expanded what we were doing at the border into the entire passenger journey at airports. And uh, since then, we have been very busy in growing, scaling up the market, uh, demonstrating the benefits of biometrics in a responsible way uh, to automate the journey, simplify the processes, avoid documents, uh, create the so-called contactless, touchless uh, journey. And so what is it that you're showing off here? So at the event, <clears throat> we are basically showing more of the same of what we have been demonstrating for the past years with, with more maturity, with more capability to scale. So we have hardware and software capabilities in terms of touch points from home enrollment, mobile, either with our solutions or with our partner, AirSide, uh, where you can create your single token uh, digital uh, identity. And from then on, you can consume your identity within the airport at different touch points. Is it manual check-in, is it kiosk, is it an e-gate? So all the moments you need to stop at and prove who you are and pro produce some credentials to the airport, to the airline and government, we provide all the software and the hardware stack to enable that, that capability. So, so the big elephant in the room this week is obviously COVID-19. It's had a huge impact. Could you talk a little bit about what exactly it's under the travel industry? in the past two years and what you need to do to recover from that? So from the very first weeks when the pandemic was announced as a pandemic by the WHO in March uh, 20, we understood very quickly the impact it would have on what we were doing, what we were preaching for the past six years when most of the airports and airlines were seeing touchless and contactless as a nice to have, something that would differentiate them from a brand standpoint. But suddenly the pandemic, the health subject and the trust level and the fact that all borders were closed, we understood, okay, biometrics is going to play definitely a much bigger role now. So we expanded our um, 
thought leadership regarding the USPs, the benefits of the technology. We have the chance to have key customers, role models like Schiphol Airport, AirAsia, Emirates, and a few others that have a vision. They understand the investment that needs to be done and the business case behind because the biggest issue was the business case. And now suddenly you had conditions to transform a, an issue into an opportunity. And we have been scaling up major programs, not doing just pilots anymore, trials like we've been doing for the past six years, but scaling up programs. So Emirates has decided to expand Terminal 3 uh, in Dubai, end-to-end with biometrics, AirAsia. During the pandemic, we signed a deal to deploy the technology at 136 airports. That's the biggest deal in history of Seamless, starting with mobile. The super app of AirAsia is the... The, the brain of the solution and now we are deploying as borders are reopening to scale it for all the AirAsia travelers and same in other, other regions of the world. More recently uh, in Mexico for example we have signed up a deal with the new Mexico airport Santa Lucia which is run by Defense which is quite unique and we are currently deploying in fast track mode a brand new airport full biometrics in Mexico that needs to be ready by March so it's has been amazing uh, how we could finally uh, scale up the solutions and um, also refocusing on essential things, essential capability of investment from our customers, reinventing commercial models. That's what the pandemic has brought to the equation as well, not the traditional CapEx, OPEX scenarios, but becoming into going into transactional models where we can accompany our customers in recovering the volume of passengers because we have the full value chain in-house, hardware and software, so we can choose and pick where we want to invest. And those customers that have capability for scale, then we can offer uh, to grow with them and recover the passenger volume with them. Uh, you touched on it a little bit there in terms of just the number of contracts you've signed this year, the number of airports you're coming to. How far along would you say the state of digital transformation is more generally and how far is it how long is it going to be until this is the standard in the industry so definitely the pandemic has accelerated it that's that's for sure now until it becomes really a best practice the new normal i would say we are still in a time scale of 18 to 24 months because again you have financial difficulties in many uh, locations. Airlines have had to request bailout from governments. Airports are in, in a rebuilding trust and uh, volume of passengers. Domestic has picked up faster. So we are also looking at scaling up domestic capability like we do in India with Bangalore, where the domestic market is premium uh, importance for, for India. But I guess... Due to the fact that IATA, IKO have worked very hard to further enforce standards that they would foresee maybe they would be ready in the next five to ten years. They understand, no, we need those now. So to create interoperable capability between regions, airport to airport uh, travel, yeah, 18 to 24 months, I guess you can start to see something that becomes the new normal. Uh, you talked a little bit about your partnership with Airside as well. And it does seem like one of the big trends is digital travel credentials. What are the, what are the um, benefits of these digital credentials and what's it going to take to get people to actually start using them? So the adoption of contactless transaction using your phone to tap payments has created an enablement for digital ID wallets. Uh, Apple and all the other main players are entering into the game very seriously now. 
but there is not a one-size-fits-all. There needs to be a multitude of offers from different sectors, different markets, where people will be able to create their digital wallet, but you need a standard. We need to have identity-binding dimensions. It's not just about checking your vaccine or your certificate. That needs to be attached to your government-issued document. And that's where ICAO and the DTC, Digital Travel Credential Framework, is of paramount importance to scale it worldwide. The partnership with their side is one element of it for the US market, but not only. They share the same values and principles as we do, which is privacy first, privacy by design. Uh, the app is your best companion, and independently of which service, which airport, which airline, you can use always the same app consistently to choose and pick which credentials, which attributes of your identity you can consume for which purpose, based on a consent-based approach, and then the journey is yours. You choose what you want to do with it. Do, do you think that's going to help increase adoption rates when people know that they have that level of granular control about what they share? Uh, definitely. There is still a lot of education to be done, definitely. The media have to embrace further the positive aspect of it. There has been a lot of, I wouldn't say gossip type, but the media, of course, they need numbers, they need elements from the pandemic, what he has brought from a sensational aspect. But we need to ask uh, the media and the global communication means to contribute to the fact that adoption is there uh, to, to be realized. And uh, definitely that would be the key to, to scale up the consumption of digital ID in society in general. Travel being one of the most evident sectors to, to take benefit from this. Do, do you think vaccine or vaccine certificates, uh, COVID tests are going to be like a permanent part of the landscape moving forward? Or is that going to start to fade as the pandemic starts to fade at some point? Our base feeling and since I was able to travel again for the past six, seven months and uh, have having been a heavy traveler for the past 15 years, I think it's here to stay. It's crazy to see that very good things have been done by IATA with Travel Pass, ICAO with what we call the VDS, Visual Digital Seal, which is a existing way to authenticate in a standardized manner uh, uh, certificates or visa type elements. And the certificates are very close to what a visa is. So it's just a question of Again, communication, standardization, enforcing governments and WHO and other organizations so that, such as World Economic Forum uh, to, to bring the educational level to the right level of maturity. Uh, Europe has done the European-wide vaccination and test certificates available. The US have their own standards. Why don't we have something that can work for the entire world? All the ingredients are here. It's more about consistency, communication, to bring adoption with a good communication campaign. So it sounds a little bit like what you're saying is that the technology isn't necessarily the challenge at, po at this point, but interoperability and standardization are really the things that you're working towards now. Completely, definitely. All the ingredients are here again. You have everything available. For me, it's about communication, um, managing public opinion about biometrics, because the digital identity is only an enabler to be able to consume biometrics to simplify and, and uh, create the so-called touchless journey. Uh, how can we reach it? It's about public and private sector collaboration. It's uh, more of the same statement. We have been saying this for the past years. I've been participating in in numerous amount of webinars where everybody's speaking always the same, I'm a bit fed up with this, when actually everything is there, so now it's time to do it. But bottom line, what hurts is the financials. I guess the financial sector 
should further look at the aviation and the travel sector in general, uh, travel being 10% GDP uh, weight worldwide, uh, to invest. Airports are broken, uh, airlines have difficulties, governments are also short, but you have a bunch of private equity, venture capitalists, uh, business angels, where travel is an, a, a gigantic and a marvelous sector to invest in, and there is money to be done for them. Ultimately, the ultimate goal is data monetization in a responsible manner again, where you and I as citizen consumers, we can choose to trade somehow part of our um, uh, uh, personal elements or, or taste elements or profile elements to get benefits in return uh, and, and to transact things from, from our uh, data profile. That will bring the economy back into uh, good shape. Uh, and so, so just to wrap up, what do you think is going to be the biggest of all the things we just talked about? What's going to be the biggest trend for the next year? Because we are at the we are at the end of we're in December, the tail end of the year. So, what's your top prediction for 2022? I would say you will see programs in different airports and with different carriers that will really scale. We are going way beyond piloting and trialing right now. Some of the actors understand the business case, so you will see major program coming in. Also, uh, like Star Alliance, for example, Sky Team, all the uh, airlines alliances understand the capability and the empowerment they have as airlines to dictate somehow how they can manage the expense of multiple airlines customers, but also group of airports, concessions, Vinci, Fraport, Corporation America, major players that are driving maybe today 20-30% of the global traffic, they have the weight and the capability to show the path to the others. And that's where the growth will come from, definitely. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. And so concludes our interview with Jeff Lennon, Vice President of Strategic Sales and Global Partnerships at VisionBox. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, visit vision-box.com. And to hear more interviews straight from future travel experience, stay tuned to findbiometrics.com, where you can participate in our 19th annual Year in Review survey. The Fine Biometrics Year in Review is bigger than ever this year, culminating in a full-day virtual event and with prize giveaways for survey respondents. So head over to finebiometrics.com now and take that survey. I want to thank Jeff for participating in this episode, and thank you to Eric Weiss for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.